0: My name is Jamie Piles. I joined Samaritan in December of 1996. We were homeschooling our kids, and we were already thinking outside the world's
1: box, if you will, and I saw a little tiny classified ad about this new kind of idea I'd never heard of before. My first reaction was, that's the kind of thing that we would do,
0: isn't it? And so I finally called the number, talked to them, and the more I asked them questions, the more
1: I liked their answers.
2: it's you toby's not here so it's you welcome to cross politic i'm the chocolate we did just talk about this gabe is the water boy and pastor toby there's a guy here again that usually it's like we have a pastor we call him pastor toby believe me or not he's a better pastor than he is a host i just want to say (laughs) that Right he, now. He's supposed oh, to be. He's supposed <laughs> no, to be. No, come we, on. We want to be a better pastor Gabe, than stop, host. stop, <laughs> stop. All right. That's enough of you.
0: All right. Uh, accountable to you, Jesus is Lord in public and in private. Every area of life must be subject to his Lordship, and our use of technology is no exception. What captures our attention on the screen either glorifies or dishonors our Lord. That's why accountable to you is committed to promoting biblical accountability in our families and churches. Their monitoring and reporting software makes transparency easy on all of your devices, so you can say with the psalmist, I will not set anything worthless before my eyes. Guard against temptation with Accountable to You and live for God's glory. Learn more and try it for free at AccountableToYou.com. That's Accountable, the letter to you, Y-O-U, dot com, Forward slash the number. The number, the letter, the number. Those are different things. Forward slash FLF. Don't forget the lff FLF because that that's telling you that you heard about it from us, okay? And by the way, if you're in Florida, Florida, Gainesville area, we've we've talked about this before. Our buddy out there is kind of um churchless in Gainesville. It's not very I guess there's not very many good churches, at least that's what that's what I hear. So he's he's doing a psalm sing. Our buddy and uh, Gainesville, Florida is going to be doing a psalm sing, and and he's excited to host. Let me get let me get my text catching up here. Excited to host the next Gainesville psalm sing on Saturday at one at July first. That's you know before Fourth July July first at four thirty p.m. Eastern time at his house. Uh, he'll well y'all y'all we won't be there, but y'all will sing for about an hour and then have tacos and drinks. If you could bring a dessert or side dish, that'd be great. RSVP if you can make it to Benjamin Newsomah Oh, That's yeah. Benjamin, B E N J A M I N, dot R, dot Newsema. Now, this is how you spell newsama This is how we got to do it on an audio plug. Go back and rewind it if you need to. But N I E U W S M A at gmail.com. That's Benjamin. Benjamin.r.newsama at gmail.com. Man. So, man, usually, join, join a brother out in Gainesville.
2: Usually when you start seeing Psalms, things like that, you can pretty much bet that there's going to be a church planted out of something like they
0: that. Had, they had pace. about 40 people the last time we plugged this. At the oh, Psalms. really? Yeah, no one knew each other. It was great.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah. let's get 80. Let's, so let's, let's do double it. those efforts. Yeah. Get some tacos.
0: I'm excited to interview Emilio Martinez.
2: You forgot the J. Uh, Emilio. J, J
0: Emilio yeah, Martinez. Okay, okay. In the show biz, that's important. Uh he honed his comedy craft as a performer in LA improv scene, working with the likes of Bob Odenkirk, Andy Dick, wow, Kathy Griffin. Woo, we gotta talk about Poor that fella. one. Jennifer Coolidge, enter cancel culture, dot dot dot. That's what it said on my, my screen. Emilio now works to battle against mainstream news and the narratives they push. To stoke the woke mob. Emilio, thanks for coming on Cross Politic where cancel culture exists here, too.
3: Yes, exactly. In fact, um, yeah, I mean, um, I've got you guys on high alert. High trigger warning. Don't cross my lines. I will be out
2: of here. <laughs> oh, But I'm not going to tell you what
3: they are. Yeah, Let's so just w- play a game. What
2: line is that? Let's play the line. Oh, Emilio, don't play that <laughs> Let's game. Make I our love chicken. <laughs>
3: Everybody's my... playing that game these days. That's Let's real. do it. Bring
2: it. So you and I share something in common. We're going to get to this part, but you, share, you and I share something in common. We both have shows that are going to be dropping on Lore TV. Now you have a show called? Hashtag fake news show. Hashtag now. There's also you. Got, it's already on Twitter, right? You already have the Twitter handles already right there. So suggest people go and follow you on Twitter as well. We'll get to that in just a second. What we got you on the show to talk about originally was that you got arrested. Was it wasn't in Glendale, California.
3: I did. It was at a protest of uh, 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 at the uh, meeting of the Glendale Unified School District Board. Who did you hit? I hit I hit the
2: pavement. That's what I hit. <laughs> oh, poor poor concrete. But we'll get to that in a second. What I really I heard that. Oh you, man, it's getting you know, like we're, it, getting, it, we're it, getting we're getting to all this, this stuff. This is inception. There's okay? a lot of stuff to get we're to. Gonna, this is inception. Okay. All right. But I heard that God saved you out of a radical lifestyle. I'm like, man, I gotta hear about that before we talk about your arrest.
3: Well wow. <laughs> is, is that is that is that how my testimony is being packaged these days? That's give, what, that's, give my pr team a bonus i love it <laughs> save that yes that radical lifestyle was called uh it was called godlessness <laughs> it was called uh liberalism and uh yeah it was called godless liberalism that's wow. what it was that but, doesn't sound uh, like anything special that's what i came out of <laughs> yeah. So I got to tell you uh, that wasn't uh, speaking of my, my testimony and the arrest at uh, Glendale, uh, the school, uh, the Glendale school board, uh, my that arrest at the Glendale Unified School District was not my first time being arrested. Mm. It was actually my third time being arrested. The first two times I got arrested for domestic violence, basically for hitting my wife. Uh, It was on the second time that the Holy Spirit really got a hold of me and convicted me to the point that I actually went into the courtroom and said, how do I plead guilty to this? Mm. How do I plead guilty to this? What I did was wrong. I just... And uh, yeah, the Holy Spirit just shook me to my very foundation. And um, it was ironic that uh, I hit my wife because I was actually a feminist at the time, or so I thought. Uh Well, I guess I was, because I thought if a woman hits, it's okay for a man to hit back, Uh right? And it wasn't until I had this radical shift that, no, hitting is bad period you know (laughs) and then it was also tied to a lot of you know trauma everybody's got ptsd these days and trigger warnings and everything and i was actually court ordered to therapy and a psych evaluation where they said oh you've got ptsd and i realized that i was uh i was uh, addicted to victim ideology even though i was trying to break out of it and i was um doing a lot of self you know like work on myself it wasn't until I came face-to-face with Jesus on the cross that I realized, no, I'm not a victim. I'm a sinner.
2: Mm.
3: People, It's not about people who have hurt me. It's about people that I've hurt. And so I just had this radical uh, turnaround. And like I said, I, I was a feminist uh, abuser uh-huh. because I believed men and women were just the same. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. Are you and your wife still together? How did you guys uh, work through that? Is she? Uh, how
3: did we work through that? I worked through it. I we were in divorce court for a whole year, and you know I had some great mentors and counselors, and of course I had Christ leading me. Uh, you know, get through the you know with the Holy Spirit, uh, and you know putting me in touch with my father. Where I'd never been able to really look at God as a father and uh, you know, it all came together. And so through that year, um, well, I got to tell you the night I got it out of jail, let me back up. The night I got out of jail, I went home to this cold empty house that I had just bought. That was what the fight was over uh, now it was empty and I went there and uh, fell asleep and as I was uh, dozing off I, I had a vision that in a year my wife would come back to me and so for that year I had i carried th- that promise but it was tough because it didn't seem like it was going to happen and like my wife got a girlfriend uh, but not a girlfriend that would have been a little more interesting but she got a boyfriend I had two restraining orders she never wanted to really have anything to do with me, but every time I would say, God, I'm," I, it's not going to happen, I would hear, yes, it can happen. All you have to do is believe I can do it. Mm-hmm. And so, after one year, she came back to me. We reconciled, and I actually had to uh, convince her to attend the last day of court for our divorce. Mm-hmm. So, was it me, no, it was kind of like what a guy told me when I was uh, going through the divorce. He said, Emilio, you killed your marriage. your wife is no longer in love with you. If she comes back, it's because she sees she sees the light of Christ on you.
0: Amen.
3: And boy, does my wife remind me of that every day when I step out of line. <laughs> when I step out of that like yeah. that aura of grace, of God's grace, you know, she's like, but no, there was a there were tough times along the way. I had to do probably one of the hardest things I had to do was get down on my knees and pray for the boyfriend because that's what my wife said. Woo! Oh, you're a big Christian now. Well, why don't you get down and pray for Brian? And I did. I got down. Lord and I have said, mercy. Here. Wow. Mm. I said, Lord have mercy. If he's gonna be the father, if he's gonna be the husband in my family, let him be the best. And if he's not Lord Take him away. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what God did. So, it, Did your wife
0: become a Christian
3: in all this? Or was she already, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. She didn't become a Christian through all this. Ironically, she, she's the one that helped lead me to Christ because at the time that I was going through this, she had taken me to like a Celebrate Recovery meeting yeah. at a Baptist church. And, of course, I, I, I was like a, a new age person or, or really like I was into Eastern mysticism and – I, I, I was, I was a practicing Buddhist is no, not, not like an official practicing Buddhist. I basically believed in a Buddhist worldview, you know, that the world was spirit, but she had taken me to this, um, um, celebrate recovery meeting at a, uh, at a, a Baptist church because she wanted me to get help for anger. And I, I went with her because I thought she was there to work on her on weight loss I was like, yeah, this is great. I'll go and support you. And then, so she, she dragged me there and I was like, oh, these guys, they're stupid. I mean, they they believe the world is created in six days. What? But they really seem to be getting something out of reading the Bible. And then, and then, you know, just you open up and then the Lord just comes in and, you know, it was like the pastor there. He gave a sermon one time. He says, when you show up at the dentist and your mouth is run, he's going to pull all the teeth
0: out.
3: Uh-huh. That's what Jesus does. You show up for a toothache, he'll pull
0: all, he'll, the, he'll teeth pull all the
3: teeth. Yeah, he'll
0: pull all the teeth. The that's good, what exactly the good thing what he, brings, he brings in resurrection to those teeth.
3: Yeah, that's right. He does. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. He doesn't give you dentures. He gives you like, boop, like
2: the whole new set. No. <laughs> so Millie, how long ago was this? This was
0: about 16, 16 years ago, 16 wow. and a half years ago. Yeah. And, and you worked with Kathy Griffin like pre-saved or or post saved
3: oh yeah, yeah years I always say it was it kind of like uh Kathy Griffin kind of had uh she traumatized me because I, I I um actually uh kind of kind of dated Kathy although you 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 can't really date Kathy. she dates you yeah, right and that was a mistake that I made as a young man uh, to get involved with her because she just wanted a body count. Uh-huh. And I was a young virgin who mm. was looking to find my soulmate. And honestly, I, I, part of it that fit again, that new age kind of thinking I, I had gotten my, uh, my astrological chart read and it said, when you're 23 years old, you're going to meet your soulmate. Right. Yeah. And the clock was ticking. I was going to be 24 and I, she was able to, she didn't use that directly. She just, you know, she just, she likes to, uh, hit, hit the young guys. Yeah. So, you know, you can read all about it. Yeah. She, you know, I, I saw an interview with her and Jack, you know, Jack Black talking how he, you know, she pinged him and uh-huh. he was happy about it. I was like, well, that's because you obviously didn't think sex and marriage and anything mm-hmm. like that valued for anything. Yeah. 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 So, but you know, and that's, that's Hollywood for you. Yeah. But yeah, but she was actually my teacher at the groundlings. So, but I always say that, you know, it's like, Kathy Griffin got a hold of me, right? Yeah, she actually gave me my first panic attack, <laughs> and then uh, when when she like unceremoniously dumped me and then made me pay the bill, <laughs> but <laughs> it took Jesus to get me put back together. Uh-huh. So thank you, Kathy Griffin. <laughs> you know, I always love how she, you know, she said, "Has got the famous, you know, like
0: suck this Jesus
3: or whatever she said." You yeah. know. But, uh, but with, she, her, but with she, her
0: Emmy, she was part of leading you to the Lord in some sense. Yeah, she yeah. really was.
3: So I got to thank her. I hope to thank. her. I hope to apologize to her for, you know, engaging in her her psychodrama. Yeah. Because right now, she, ironically, she's posting on social media talking about her panic attacks. Uh-huh. I wish I could just tell her, like, you know what, you gave me your my first panic attack. <laughs> you gave me my first panic attack. Now I can give you the gift mm. that if you just turn to the Lord, yeah, he will he will make the fear go away. Amen. You'll find peace, a peace beyond understanding. Mm. So yeah,
2: put so, that on a reel. So
3: how yeah. does
0: how does this get to? Because it was about a month ago, you were protesting the Glendale kind of school board meeting in in yeah. uh, outside of LA. Um, and how does uh you get arrested? For protesting. What was the meeting about and why did you get arrested?
3: Well, the meeting was about uh, some uh, policies that they were putting into place about Pride Month and then also some policies that they uh, have been enacting over the past few years where they've been, you know, kids are getting in trouble. Uh, One kid I I heard speak said uh, he got uh, suspended for misgendering one of his classmates. (laughs) a classmate he 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 didn't even know that the gender had changed he got suspended you know other kids there's this young girl she's kind of become a face of the movement over here her name is Thelma she she was walked out of the school or, or prevented from entering the school by police because of her views you know so so the uh the the pro-queer uh ideology has taken a good uh strong foothold here in the glendale school system and uh, so parents were speaking out about it and um you know and then there's a large armenian population here and they came out in droves right and they got really fired up uh, unfortunately they didn't they didn't know that antifa and, que- you know, like other queer activists, queer al- allied and leftist act- uh, allied activists like to come out to conservative protests uh-huh. and purposely disrupt them uh-huh. so that the police will call an unlawful assembly yep. and shut it down and send everybody home. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Antifa and the Queer Nation, they also show up with a journalist corps that takes pictures. And video and then feeds them to the the mainstream media with a mainstream narrative that, you know, the protesters that came out were anti-gay, hateful, were violent, right? And then, you know, this also affected the Glendale uh, School District meeting. You know, they locked it down. It was just like AOC at January 6th all over again. You know, Mm. oh my gosh, the the, the white supremacists, Trump supporters, anti-gay people, trans homophobes are going to come in here and kill us. That was the news narrative that got put out. And then, yeah. And then again, the police sent everybody home. And why I got arrested is I said, um, I'm not going home. I've seen them do this before. I saw them do it January 6th here in L.A. at the L.A. City Council, at the L.A. uh, City Hall, rather. The stop, the still protest that I was a part of there got shut down with Antifa. And then over the last few years, you know, during COVID and during other like uh, 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 conservative protests, Antifa shows up, disrupts, police shut it down. Everybody, all the, you know, they're just trying to silence the conservative Voices, trying to scare people from coming out, trying to, uh, you know, uh, 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 um, 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 uh, position them as like uh, outside agitators and hateful and, you know, uh, extremists and then and then, you know, just, you know, spiraling that up to
0: the news. You
2: know? man. So we what actually have play. some video of you being arrested, I think getting tossed in the back of the paddy wagon. But before we throw that up, <laughs>
0: let me get to... Gravity. Wait, where did you guys get this video? <laughs> 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 before we play, what?
3: Before we play the oh video, my gosh.
0: Uh, real quick, Emilio, I have an ad to read here. Uh, gravity Jack okay. is a full-service digital agency specializing in the development of virtual and augmented reality experiences, mobile apps, blockchain, and Web3 projects. Founded in 2009 as America's uh, first agency to offer augmented reality. They even patented it. Gravity Jack's digital experiences have been a source of innovation for small businesses, Fortune 500 companies, and the U.S. military. Get your vision in motion at gravityjack.com. I'm actually having lunch with with We stayed with Gravity Yeah, you uh, gravity with is Phenomenal. Yeah. Love those guys. Yeah, real, real great. Deeply. So if you need some app development, augmented reality and all that stuff. Yeah, they're doing
2: some amazing things.
0: Okay, let's get back to the paddy wagon here. With a million. Anyway, let's roll film.
1: Conservatives are weak because they will not do the hard things like this. I'm a
0: conservative, Trump voter. i Congress. ready for Congress. I'm <laughs> ready <Running> for Anybody that's
2: willing to get arrested, I'm <laughs> going to that
0: guy. So people were, Antifa's out there punching people. And you get arrested? Well, it's because I laid down. It's because I said, I,
3: I, I, I channeled my inner Rosa Parks. I said, what would Rosa Parks do here? Uh, that's my she line.
2: She refused to get off the bus. That's my so. line right there. Culture appropriation. I'm done. I'm sorry, Emilio. I'm done. No, that me. was your line. I, yeah, I, line. Line. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, you, you said you were Rosa Parks. First, you claimed to be a woman and then you claim to be black. That's enough for me, bro. <laughs> That's it. Uh, <laughs> you, you are part of the I'm inner a,
3: trans Dude, I'm a black woman. I'm a proud <laughs> Nubian princess.
2: <laughs> now and don't you take that away from me. They, But the police officers didn't know that. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been arrested, Emilio.
3: No, no, I, I don't know. It's L.A. I probably would have been. I would have never been heard from again.
2: So who are you out there with? Are you the Are you out there by yourself? Are you with a group of people or how, what's going on here?
3: No, I mean, like people from my church were there, people from my community, friends. I'm active in the Republican and conservative politics out here in L.A. There were a lot of people out here. I accidentally, when I walked into the protest, I walked in on the wrong side, right? Mm. I walked into the uh, to the west end of the parking lot where all the queer uh, supporters and activists were hanging out. And, uh, I was only going to be there for a few minutes cause I had to run and do something else, uh, with my daughter's podcast. Uh, I missed that obviously, <laughs> but I, uh, I, uh, so I, I, was like checking it out. and it was just like that episode from Seinfeld where Kramer, you know, he walks into the protest and they're like, you got to wear the badge. <laughs> like, I don't want to wear the badge. And right. No. Yeah. It was just like that. There was a guy. St- I, so I was just standing around, just watching, waving hi to the people across the police barricades that I knew, yeah. you know, getting yelled at by people that, that didn't know me, you know, calling me, you know, all kinds of awful names. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and I'm going like, I'm one of you. I'm one of you. But, you know, there's so much yelling there, you can't really tell sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. then, um, but I saw that antifa was doing things there was an antifa presence and uh and specific and then i saw that there was a fight broke out and i was like oh this is, i've seen this time and time again you know again i saw it on january 6th uh 2021 there in la yeah. downtown you know yeah. we've all heard of these embedded feds and everything like yeah. that and i uh i ran to it and i started praying and i was praying and i was praying and the, a fight broke out there was a guy with a bullhorn, uh, Henry Jordan, uh, Jordan Henry. Sorry about that. That's what happens when you have two first, first names, names yeah. Jordan Henry. He's a big activist in the, in this movement down here. He was like telling people, do not take the bait, do not take the bait. And of course all these guys were in there taking the bait. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, the police b- break up the fight, arrest a couple of guys, come over, pull out their megaphone and say, start reading Blah, blah, blah. This is under ordinance, blah, blah, blah. Section A, this is an unlawful assembly. Everyone must disperse. Right. And it took them a while to roll things off. But I noticed that Antifa, the queer side, picked up and left rather quickly. I was praying at the time, and I I mistakenly thought that maybe I had prayed the gay away. (laughs) <laughs> but you
2: know so it does work <laughs> i thought it did work
3: this is a miracle and then I, later actually it, it wasn't until later that there was a um uh, there was a uh, one of the few stragglers because i was still on the on the on the on the the, the queer side the of the, side, the, so the protest right yeah. of the parking lot uh i there was a guy there and I, I i it was just me and praying and a couple of other people and he came up to me with a bullhorn Holy Antifa, you know, he had the face mask, everything. And he was like, beam, beam, in my face. And I was praying on him. And he'd be like, don't touch me, bro. Don't touch me. And then this minister, uh, a, a pastor of a, of a large church here, that's a very large welcoming church here, came up to him and said, "Um, uh, tapped him on the shoulder and said, let's go. The guy turned around and walked off immediately. I was like, that was really weird. This like anti-authoritarian guy who does not like to be touched and obviously does not like any kind of spiritual attention put on him. Wow. Just took a direct order wow. from a man of the cloth.
2: That was really weird. That's the guy with the collar on, right? He had a collar. Yeah. On. He had, yeah. Guy
3: with the collar on. Yep. And then my friend later told me that he caught on video. We're still, we're still working through it here. But so, uh, Spoiler alert, the uh minister was actually giving direct orders before the fight broke out. And if you look, go look back on some of the footage of the news yourself. You can see the man with the collar kind of like in these like little side, like you know, like these like little conversations like this, like when yeah. they're just looking and then ta- ba-ba-ba-ba. yeah. they're on and uh, it's like wow, before the fight broke out. They seem to be talking to each other.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah. So We need yeah. James O'Keefe on that one.
2: So so then what is what exactly did they arrest you for obstruction? What uh, uh, what was their charges and how are you, you going to deal with that in court? What's that look like?
3: Okay, so what happened next was they called the unlawful order Queer side goes, you know, I have that whole interaction with the guy who runs takes the direct order nobody's left on the on the queer side so i go and join my peeps on the right side and uh and uh after a while the police roll out in their motorcycles and start pushing the crowd back out of the parking lot onto the sidewalk telling them go home go home go home and i'm like what they just they are they're not going to do this they're not going to shut down our free speech they're not going to shut down our first amendment right to peacefully assemble this was a peaceful assembly except for one fight i thought to myself if i went down to the wga strikes that are now proliferating los angeles Mm -hmm. and i got in there and started a fight and had a face mask And started like picking, you know, getting into it with a couple of the Teamster guys because, you know, they're hotheads. So, and then me and some Teamsters and then the police show up. They wouldn't send the WGA home. They would arrest me and the Mm -hmm. Teamster and then we would go to jail and they would let the WGA strike continue. But there is Mm. a problem here in Los Angeles with free speech. Well, that's really happening all across our country. But, you know, Mm. LA is one of the ground zeros of. liberalism and wokeism. Yeah. So
2: And so the court case is what?
3: So the court case is uh I know I keep going off on these No standards. no no it's great. Where where are you at? So I lay down on the ground, I said no, and I asked the other people to join me, but they were like, No, no, no. It's not worth it. We're gonna I'm like, dude, this is how you start things. You stand yeah. up. Yeah. You st- you know, you lay down to stand up and then I got taken away. And then uh, you know, I, I was put in the hole and uh, the hole. Actually, it was Glendale Jail is very nice. They they should actually advertise. Come get arrested in Glendale.
0: <laughs> you can
3: drop this. Yeah, so clean here. You can drop the soap. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so then they hit me with bail. It was like what? I thought bail was like discriminatory. here. That's what they keep on telling me about Los Angeles. So I refused to pay it. I stayed overnight. Uh, uh, the police uh, detectives came and, you know, did a, an interrogation with me, like, what were you doing there? What were you doing there? And I was like, well, you just told me that I anything I say will be used against me in court. <laughs> so I don't really feel comfortable answering that question. And they were like, well, you were the only one that were arrested that was arrested. I said, well, then how is it an unlawful assembly? If uh... and they said, well, OK, but like two other guys were arrested. I'm like, I know I saw them in jail with me last night. And I saw how quickly the Antifa guy got bailed out. And I said, so what did they get arrested for? And they said, well, you know, fighting and disruption of the peace. I said, okay, so who started the fight? Well, that doesn't matter. Well, you know, they started, you know, trying to like tell me who, you know, like uh, they said, like the protesters were one side on the east and one side on the west. So the guy on the north side, well, I was there. I knew who was on the north side. That was Antifa. So I said, you know, well, why don't you guys, you know, we can just shut down this. Uh, we can just shut down this investigation right now. And you could go catch some real criminals, you know, <laughs> so they, they didn't like that. They just go, oh, OK, all right. And then so they slapped me with two misdemeanor, two misdemeanor counts, mm-hmm. which actually both carry fine and jail. If I'm convicted, um, one is, uh, failure to, uh, failure to disperse, mm-hmm. uh, per police order. And the other is, uh, wasting, basically wasting police resources, delaying, <laughs> delaying peace officers in, uh, their, uh-huh. um, I want to say dereliction of duty. No, no, I won't say that when there's uh-huh. a performance of duties. <laughs> so so do you, do I, I got to tell you though, do you get to two write weeks later, ticket? I show up, Go ahead. the police and me are pretty good now. So even though I was giving heat to those detectives, that was then this is now uh, this time I showed up with a megaphone. Cause we just had a, um, 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 a protest there. We had a bigger crowd and Tifa barely showed up. They started, a. they tried to start a fight. I grabbed in there with my megaphone, got everybody like, like clear the street, clear the street. The police this time actually, they didn't arrest me. They actually thanked me and asked me, asked me for help. Can you help us? And, that night, we had a victory because uh, we sent them home instead of them sending mm, us home. Wow. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but Glendale City Council right now is trying to use, they've, they've got like this whole hate speech initiative going and anti-Semitism resolutions. It's like, you know, who's, who was out there saying death to Jews? Nobody was saying that. Right, right. Right. So but they, but the mayor, he's very liberal. He's a, he's a basically, a, I don't know, maybe a political hat. I don't know. He seems like it from what I can tell because he's appointed mayor. And then he's but he's got on this initiative about hate speech. So they're using what happened, a, you know, a couple of uh, three weeks ago as a as the impetus to get all this hate speech. Uh, like ordinances and and laws put into place so that's how it that's how it just like it it uh, it extrapolates from these things that you know from conservatives uh standing out and taking a stand and uh you know going out into the public sphere and actually saying something
2: you know amelia i wonder what it would have been like and what would have happened if maybe 30 people would have done what you did yeah. and laid out in the street yeah. and said, we're not going to do it. This is our freedom of speech. And if you're going to take him in, you're going to have to take us all in. I wonder what the attitude would have been like then, or if they would have had a whole different outcome. I, I look at Antifa. I look at the other side who are manipulating and they know how to play the game so well. Yeah. And, and they have, there's, there's nothing that's off the table when it comes to like what they're willing to risk a day at work. Okay. Okay. You know, I, and I understand it. We have families. I got seven kids. I got to figure out if I'm going to be at work and lose or lose my job, or if I'm going to actually say, okay, I'm fighting for freedom of speech today. And those two things aren't necessarily at odds, but boy, sometimes in real life they can feel like it, right. And so, but I just wonder when, when I'm hearing UCL and say, hey, this is what conservatism needs to do. This is why we don't have why we're not winning because we're not willing to do this right here. And I and I agree with that. And I we got to figure out how to manage that aspect in the fight right now, because some of us are going to have to go to jail. Right. Like, and, you know, absolutely.
3: It's like MLK, you know, went to jail. If you've ever read the letters from a Birmingham jail, it's like listening to a sermon. Right. You know, right. He quotes everybody from uh, Thomas, uh, Thomas more, I believe, uh, you know, uh, or Thomas Aquinas to St. Augustine, he quotes Paul, he quotes, you know, he gives a whole theological discourse on why he is there in jail
2: well even when gabe gabe got arrested and it's one of those things that nobody was happy about and we were disappointed our police about but um even so the outcome of that the legal ramifications of that landed on our side it was good for us that that happened but nobody likes it in the moment right it's not good gabe didn't like being arrested and put in jail right um but the outcome we won
0: well, right? and, and, and it here, was
2: helpful for next time something happens like that. They're going to have to think yeah. a couple times before, like, is this the right process that we need to do in order to to operate um, on this? Do we need to stop free speech? Right. And so I, I appreciate what you're doing, brother. I'll, hold on. Uh, yeah,
0: I just got one more, one Go more point here. You know, we're in this situation where conservatives are now showing up to protests and getting arrested. But because, because we largely refused to get in the political process 30 years ago. We abandoned, yes, absolutely. We, yes. we abandoned the political process yes. and now we're here protesting castration initiatives at you know at local city boards and so forth with well, just
2: this ability to speak publicly uh, on it exactly it. Yeah. i
0: mean i mean think think uh, you know Emilio maybe you got a good answer for this but like name one city that the liberals built and the conservatives took over i can name you Ten cities that the conservatives built and liberals took back or took over. Denver, Colorado, Dallas, Texas, Austin. I mean, you go you go down the list. I can't think of a city where liberals built and conservatives overtook it. But because conservatives are constantly good at like building things and then um becoming apathetic and kind of lazy. Yeah,
3: like, like, yeah, just like, you know that it was Christians that founded Hollywood. That's
2: right. hmm
3: the the little town of Hollywood was founded by Christians and overtaken by hedonists, materialists, mm. <laughs> the spiritually dead. You know, yeah. It's uh no, it's awful. It's it's uh, and leftists. You know, that's yeah. what happened to Hollywood itself. It was it was founded as like a little Christian sanctuary, but but that's the fight we're in with the devil all the time. You know, Adam and Eve had the garden. God built it. That's even better than Christians building something or conservatives buildings, you know, and then people just rolled it over when Satan showed up and, you know, offer, offered the world. So that's, that's, that's what happens. Uh, So Christians need to step up. Conservatives need to step up, but Christians need to lead the way Yeah, Uh, because they're getting conservatives are getting their values from Christianity and uh and yeah I'd, it'd be great if more people had gotten arrested but what would have been, i think would have been better is if more people had prayed mm-hmm. i was also at the dodger uh of the dodger uh protest yeah um mm-hmm. a, a, uh, you know a couple weeks ago and uh you know the dodgers they were doing the drag queen nuns right um the catholics Mm-hmm. We're, uh, this is not going to, we're not going to do this. They've crossed the line. So they they showed up, they had prayer processions, they had a mass, they did all the things that should basic, frankly, be held in the stadium. Where's the Catholic mass night in the stadium? But of course, even like Christians will be fighting amongst themselves so much about doctrine and this and that and everything, with, you know, rehashing the 30 years war that, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a good Baptist family won't go on Dodger Catholic night, but, you know, they'll they'll go on on drag queen night. You know, <laughs> yikes.
2: That's the problem. So is is this what your new show is going to be like on Lore TV fake news?
3: Yeah. So what fake news is about is we take news stories, real news stories and real headlines, and we just deconstruct them. We we uh, shake out shake them out to get the flimsy narratives, and then we basically just act them out like a sitcom. Or like a, you know, like an it's actually an unscripted, partly improvised uh long form sketch comedy is what he does. Oh. Much like uh much like have you ever seen The Herald? Yes. Uh improv, yeah, that UCB does in Second City oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Iowa. Yeah. That's what the show is built on. Okay. So, yeah, God. but we basically just take them and, we you know, like uh, uh, right now we're in rehearsals, right? So so uh, in rehearsal, we took a bunch of stories about the submarine, you know, the t- Titan submarine that went down.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: And we just took the different news stories because the, the Titan submarine going down is a news event. Right. right. And this is what the news – this is especially what people who use propaganda, news as propaganda, they rely – on the the public's ignorance between what a news event is, what a headline is, and what a news story is, mm. and the fact that all of them are narratively based, right? And they're all manipulated because see, yeah, a news event is only a news event because the news show up at an event in the real world, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So. So, like, one of the news stories that we we riffed on was uh, um, John Cusack was upset that the news was paying attention to the Titan sub instead of a bunch of uh, refugees uh, going down in a boat off the, off, uh, the Greek island, right? Right. And, uh, you know, that's a fair statement. Yeah, why is the news paying attention to the Titan? Well, probably because it's a little bit more exciting. <laughs> you know, maybe it'll wow. finish well. Maybe, I don't oh know. What are the ratings? You know, maybe we can take a punch at billionaires. I don't know. There's all these like agendas that are in the news, you know, corporate agendas, woke agendas, you know, even on the right, people have agendas because it's narratives. Yeah. It's it's not news is not science, but they treat it like science. Mm -hmm. So, again, what we do is we just play them out. And, you know, we had, uh, you know, in the rehearsals that we were doing, you know, we had somebody playing John Cusack and, you know, and Cardi B was a part of it and. You know, and and we just we just play out we just play out the logic in there to show you that the news is telling you a story, and they're not doing a very good job at it. Mm-hmm.
2: you know, so that's perfect because you talked about improv. You talking about the news telling the story, not doing a good job at it and propaganda. I happen to have a clip from you from I think it was Anna Navarro on um the View talking about the narrative of the Hunter Biden laptop and what it really means. the Hunter Biden story. The scandal, the this, the that, it's also the story of a father's love. And Joe Biden has never and will never give up on his son, son Hunter, and will never treat him lesser than. And so he is a father first. Take it or leave it. Mm. Take it or leave it, Emilio. <laughs> oh,
3: man. First off, a lot of the news these days is just improv. Right. Anna Navarro might as well have said, like, hey, can I get a suggestion out there? OK, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. OK, I'm just going to give you my opinion about it. It's a lot of talking heads. Is she like does she does she really know them? Does she like hang out with them? Is she their therapist? I don't know. No, she just has an agenda where she has a bias towards leftism, dem, you know, the Democratic Party all their, you know, their philosophies. And right now, Joe Biden is their guy, you know. And Hunter Biden is part of the problem that needs to be cleaned up. So, of course, now she spins it, you know. So, uh, so here, here's a logical extension of what she's saying. Fathers are important, incredibly important in their son's lives. Let's stand up. Let's tell you what, let's get rid of Pride Month and put dad's month instead. Patriarchy month. Patriarchy month, exactly. Patriarchy, she's basically arguing for patriarchy. (laughs) Right. A man in every home, and a loving man who just will do anything for his son. Including
0: buying a hooker. (laughs) Including, yeah, including, yeah, cleaning up his (laughs) mess. That's the other thing, it's like, Well, he sounds like he's a dad, but he's kind of
3: failed at being a dad. So Wait, are you telling me that when a Democrat is a dad, that they suck at being a dad? Is that why this country is such a mess?
1: Because
3: all of our father figures like their shiny example of a son is like Hunter Biden. Mm. I always pay I always Mm. imagine Hunter Biden, I mean Joe turning to Hunter and going like, Why, why? Why? Why did Bo die? Why couldn't it have been you? <laughs> you know? Oh,
2: my goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Emilio,
2: so <laughs> that's going to be your new show, man. That's going to be interesting. Where can people support what you're doing and follow you at?
3: Uh, LoreTV, L-O-O-R.TV. We're going to be dropping this week, I understand. So That's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. and we're a content creation machine. I love our partnership with Lore because I designed the show. To not only be like cutting edge, we're on also because uh, we're on a mission to save comedy from cancel culture, speak in the culture, uh, punch a hole through the fake news to 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 uh, make room for the good news. But I also did it as a low cost production. Yeah, so that the, you you because you got to think business. This this new space that Lore is building, you know, to be an alternative to Hollywood and an alternative to even some other Christian or conservative platforms. You know, to you know, and it's very experimental. They they need content that is going to succeed. So that's what I, I built the show for a, for a platform like Lore. So that it we're going to be it's easy to fund, easy to greenlight. Uh, so throw us your extra loot and uh, let's get some content going out there right away. Lore TV,
2: Milio, thank you for coming to the show. Appreciate you, man.
3: Oh, thank you so much. God bless you guys. God bless
2: you too. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic.
1: It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away, or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The fight against tyranny just got stronger.